0: Hello and welcome to Duelist Unity Raw, episode 38. I am dreaming and I'm seeing it more and more clearly. And uh, if today was any indication of I don't know what's what's available beyond my idea of what's possible or what I think should be happening, because I straight up feel like I have been tripping for the last two hours, and I haven't taken mushrooms in 2 months and this is the trippiest thing i've felt in a while and i'm just seeing that i'm i'm peering into myself as you as every interaction that i have is an interaction with myself and uh, i have yet to experience i don't know what what my idea of a lucid dream is my dreams have been pretty fucking vivid recently but I feel like I'm uh, I'm sort of in a lucid dream because the reality is that the lucidity is always there. It's it's the dream that we try to avoid through our attachment to the idea of us as being something that is all that we are. And as we let go of that, the dream nature comes into this lucidity that we call reality, and uh, yeah, things things start getting trippy. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the conversation.
1: I find that as I let go of the need to feel in control, if I let go of the need to see myself as divided from the dream, as I allow myself to simply be carried by it as it, that it becomes so much more clear that it is, in fact, more akin to a dream than a physical universe. And that in fact, at the far end of that exploration, the two meet and they are in fact the same thing. the only thing that changes their experience is your perception of you. And so I find myself now embracing my reality as your reality. I find myself embracing my role as your voice. I'm very appreciative of where I am And I'm appreciative of the fact that you helped me get here because I'm you.
0: So with all of that said, I hope you enjoy this live stream. That is Duelist Unity Raw, episode 38.
1: And here we are. Oh, I'm excited for this. This is our live call-in show. We are currently doing this every two weeks. So I'm excited about that. Uh, The last time we had quite a few callers. This time I'm going to say from the outset that I do encourage anyone Uh, to jump in here quickly because the queue does pick up towards the end of the episode very much like our free live events or our free live groups.
0: I'm getting live on everything right now but always love these calls because they're they're a lot of fun and I just had a fucking trippy like (laughs) we had two hours in between our last call and uh, and this one and so i was like all right i don't have time to work out i'm going to go for a run quick and and as i was running and i ripped my weed pen quick before i ran cuz i don't know just fuck it sometimes that's fun to see that although i do find that uh cuz i've uh, i run on an edible before too there's definitely like some some something going out the smoke uh in the with the run even if it's a vape um that it's like every time i'm like oh yeah that's why i that's why i didn't want to do that last time because uh yeah, I gotta breathe harder, especially at elevation. I'm at like seven thousand feet right now. So there's a whole whole lot <laughs> of shit in uh involved in that. But anyway, I just like I don't even know if I'm gonna get into it right now, but a lot started to unravel just how much and it's carryover from yesterday. Um, in our episode. I won't get too into this because the episode hasn't been posted yet, but the recognition that even in accepting something there's a there's an implied idea that there's something wrong and therefore you have to accept it and it hit me like really hard on on that episode that i still have the perspective that i know something i still have the perspective that andrew knows something like i know what's good or bad, right or wrong, what I should or shouldn't be going through. And if I don't think I should be going through it, I have to accept it. It's Like that's rooted in the assumption that I feel like I shouldn't be feeling this right now. And I don't know. So it hit me on the, on the run, just how many things are happening all the time underneath the surface of my perception of Andrew's perception that I don't, I can't see what's going on there. And yet I'm still thinking that Oh, there is a right or a wrong thing happening, and it hit me like a ton of bricks that there's always so much happening. I never actually have any idea what any of it means. And Ray and I were talking a little before this, and I'm curious if there if there is a point where you can let go of the uh, the narrative, the layers enough to see that flow, like see what's happening. Under the veil, or under one of the veils, and not not all of them, or under all of them, to a point, and uh, just allow things to happen through you. And very much, it's almost like using this character for like strategic reasons. <laughs> like you're you are sacrificed to the flow of how are things are going to go, and until then. You have your preferences, you have, you, you have your, your value seemingly being derived, and all of those things are walls to being able to actually have influence over that flow, but you have to let go of you a lot in order to have that and, and any concern for what any actions or things have to do with you. And until then, you're caught up in it and you don't have that degree of it.
1: Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. I just want to say quickly that your background is a perfect example of what you're talking about, because we are all very much like the white crest of those waves. We're all just emerging from the rest of the whole. And we see what we're doing. We see it because it's coming to the surface and we're looking at it from the, from the forefront of the movement that we are. But all of that undercurrent... All of that pressure that built to bring that wave to the crust, to bring that wave to the surface for however long it lasts, is all part of the wave. Nothing has changed. So it really just comes down to recognizing that just like the water behind you, the clearer the water is, the easier it is to see the currents beneath the surface. And the clarity of the water has nothing to do with the water in this case, because we are the water. So the clarity comes down to us. And as we become more clear on who we are or rather what we are as the water itself we start to be able to see more of the undercurrents we start to see some of the roots we start to see where that force is coming from one way or another and the entire picture does become more obvious simply by virtue of it becoming more clear but it really is just just like that so I don't wanna get too far into this because at the moment we have somebody in the queue immediately, which is great. Um, I do wanna mention to everybody that this is a live call-in show today. So you can actually join us, go to dualisticunity.com slash live. There is a a short form, and then you can either join us on Zoom on the screen or you can call in, there is a phone number for you to do so from different locations. Um, Feel free to jump in line. Uh, Our first caller is of course, Amanda which I'm very excited about because Amanda has been in the shit for us, doing all kinds of stuff and, of course, living her own life, which is also benefiting all of us. So I'm just going to get her into the
2: room here with us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Welcome. Amanda,
0: what up?
3: Hello, hello. Oh, my God. So good to see you guys. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny because I I wasn't sure Um, I this is the first time I've uh been in a live call in. But I normally like to watch them because I, I do a fair amount of talking. So like it's a good practice to do some listening. Um, but I have some good news. So you know, uh, you guys know that we have been working towards getting a um, a project with the Global Consciousness Project and we submitted an application and we officially got approved today. We officially got approved, guys. Um, and I absolutely, you know, sent our uh, our thanks and our appreciation they're going to schedule a zoom call with us. So I did say because uh, Annette, the project director was like, oh you know if, if you would like you know we could schedule a zoom call and I was like, oh don't threaten me with a good time. I absolutely want to schedule a zoom call And would you mind if I incorporate our our, our organization founders? You know, Ray and Andrew was like, because I know that they would love the chance to be able to speak with you. And I also slipped in a request uh, if we could pay for expedited shipping so that we might be able to get our random number generator by the April retreat, because you know, I'm always working those angles. But we just got the news today, like we got officially approved to work with them on the Global Consciousness Project, part two, version two, and uh, we should be getting the egg in a number of uh, months, you know, with if we went the normal route, but who, who, what the fuck is normal? I'm just like, I'm going to shoot my shot and see if it goes in, you know, like, the, and I said that in my emails, like the worst that's going to happen is that you're not going to be, that you're not open to it, and that's totally fine, but I just wanted to, see if it was possible. If if we're willing to pay the cost and to do the legwork, would you mind shipping it to us in the next couple of weeks? Because I imagine if they're approving the application and telling us that all of the eggs are going out in months, the eggs might be ready now.
1: Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. I just want to say very quickly, because for me, this is Again, it's one of those ripples I was just talking about. It's one of those long-term undercurrents that eventually has come to the surface. Because I heard about the Global Consciousness Project back when Zeitgeist came out. For anybody who has watched Zeitgeist, I think they actually talk about it in that movie. But the Global Consciousness Project has been around for a long time. And for anybody who's not familiar, what they are doing or have been doing, Uh, They have been placing random number generators pretty much at different places all over the world, and they're monitoring those random number generators for order versus chaos. How random are they? And what their hypothesis is, is that there is a change in how random they are, according to the actions of our collective consciousness, that they've noticed things on certain events like 9-11, for example, where there has been a marked difference in the output. So that's what Amanda has just fucking done for us for stage two of their project. We're going to be a part of that, which means that they're going to be measuring our awareness at our events. That's very exciting.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's only one egg. Like they know that, or at least the way that I presented it to them was that I want, I want us to have access to multiple eggs at multiple locations across the globe because our community is growing. And it only makes sense for us to have multiple locations, but that the first location would be in Vancouver Island, you know, and you'd be, you know, mama chicken, you know, you, you <laughs> but I, I have faith, I have faith, you know, you know, but it's just, it's just, it's really, really, it, it was just really great news. And then they invited us to participate or at least to apply for their tree interconnectedness project. So, because the way that I framed it to them, I was like, I look forward to our successful partnership on multiple projects. I was planting seeds, not just for this, but for so many other projects because it is, you know, I just, I have such a vision. I I just... And I know that I'm not the only one, like, there's your vision, there's Andrew's vision, there's just our collective vision, there's just so many fucking seeds, and we've got enough water and soil to plant them fucking all. So I just was so excited that I got the news today. And normally I do share all the news with you guys, like as soon as, like within seconds of getting it, I usually like send you guys messages. And I was like, I'm going to hold out on this one. I'm going to wait, I'm going to, ma- I'm going to share it with everybody at the same time, as many people in the live that can find out about our participation. By the way, everyone, um, this is not limited to just If you would like to, I will post the link for um, the application, because it is a very, very basic application to fill out on their website. They want um, as many citizen scientists. So, you know, this is... I just took the lead for them to have a have a, a bit of background on this quote unquote citizen scientist that's participating with them. But it is not limited to just us. You do not have to be in an LLC or an organization or a podcast. You could be one motherfucker in one part of the world. And if you've got access to the um, 24/7 Wi-Fi, if you've got the capacity to meet their requirements, which are not that much, and you can pay for the shipping of the item, which is uh, around like 400 bucks. But if you can meet those costs you can apply today and you can see if you can also be uh, an active contributor in this way because you're always actively contributing whether you have an egg or don't. So I just wanted to make that very clear to everyone that it's not I'm not doing anything special that you can't replicate copy and paste motherfucker that is like the slogan for fucking humanity it's like do the work or copy and take the credit Hmm, let's just copy and paste. So I just want everyone to be encouraged to try. Fuck
0: yeah. Let's fucking go. Amanda. You're a fucking force. That is incredible. I mean, to, to, to think that we're going to have something that can actually be able to measure something about this and like be a part of something like that in the situation that they're in, like, I don't think there's a better sort of environment for something like that. And as we grow to be able to actually fucking measure The shifts and the changes in ourselves and the collective in all of it is gonna be just so fucking cool. So that is incredible news. I appreciate fucking everything that you're doing. I feel like we're we're in a business meeting right now. Fucking live live streaming a business meeting basically, but that's fucking awesome. And uh, holy fucking shit. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm so happy that it fucking worked. I, I honestly thought that they were just gonna, so disclaimer, I absolutely said that like one of our tools is psychedelic mushrooms. So I framed it in a way that was very honest. I did not, as much as I, I tweaked and put on my marketing and salesman hat and we like inflated things a little bit. I was very upfront with the fact that we are a group of, of conscious people who are taking shrooms together, meeting multiple times a year in multiple locations across the globe. And we're doing it just because we want to do it. And we want to see if that has an impact, which we know it does, but we'd like to measure that impact. And so I was very upfront from the beginning. Um, re- you know, disclaimer for everybody else, you know, maybe, you know, if you're going to make sure you're going to say that you're doing psycholo- psychedelic mushrooms, like frame it in a way that it sounds like you're not just. I don't know. I just know that I worded it in a way that it's like, we're not just taking the shrooms. Like we are a group of, of um, professional people who have various experience and we have various perspectives. And so it's not just drugs. It's not just about the drugs, but I was open about them.
1: That's amazing. I, I have so many questions because you see, to me, immediately, my brain is thinking about the fact that not only Can we eventually start making sure that several key members of the community, people who are there quite frequently actually maybe get these things, but then we can actually start doing little experimentations because it's not like the rest of the global consciousness project where they're looking at major events within the world. We are regularly having major events in our groups. We're regularly sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into our own awareness. So could what could those regular groups do in terms of multiple participants also having eggs in the room with them? I find that to be just fascinating to have multiple people all participating with eggs in the room to see if there is any marked difference between those participating in the group versus those that are not Just to be able to talk to the Global Consciousness Project and say, this is a set of of data you might want to look at over the long term, because I think there's going to be a difference.
3: Yeah. 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 And we're going to get a call, like we get access, like they have agreed to um, meet with us, like the three of us to have with, so we're going to be meeting with the program director of this fucking global consciousness project who I think lives in California. And I'm like, you are one fucking flight away. Like I might roll up on you, you know, if I get the invitation or just, I don't know. I just, I'm open to all of it. I'm so excited. I'm going to schedule that call for us as soon as possible. And if I can get us the egg before April 1st, we will be, you know, the due date has just moved up. The baby's coming early.
0: (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. That's, Oh man. Just, just to think that there's going to be a way to measure what's going on. Like that, that there's something there is mind blowing that it's actually happening. Like we've had one retreat and it's already like, we're going to be involved in a situation like this that has so much like they're, they're all over the place and they're, they're, such a large organization that's been around for a very long time. It's kind of the thing that people point to is like measuring consciousness, basically measuring me (laughs) and to be involved in something like that is, Oh, fucking a, it's going to be fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just, my mind is repeatedly blown daily admittedly it's funny because we put in as much time as we can into this and then amanda you came out of nowhere and and you've been doing so much just just because you can and it means so much to us and i want to throw out a quick shout out to everybody in the community i mean we really appreciate everything everything that you've been doing even even just the words of encouragement there are people right now in the comment section who are encouraging us they're like this is fucking rad this is amazing And it means so much that you think that because as i've said to both Amanda and Andrew there was a long period of my life where nobody thought this was cool <laughs> straight up I liked this before it was cool
0: yeah it's it's funny to think that uh, yeah again I I've said this before but I feel very spoiled to be able to walk into this discussion and have it the, the way that I can with the people that I do and and just have it fucking like every day because when I I Sometimes when I hear myself talk, I'm like, this in another environment would sound fucking nuts. And and it does sometimes. And I willingly sound nuts in front of certain people who I know are not going to necessarily hear what I'm saying, but at the same time, they are. They are still hearing it. They, you know, them deep fucking down, me in them as them is going to hear it and but to be able to just so freely and openly talk about it and to make the progress that we've made with it so far is is just like kind of, kind of mind-blowing. But yeah, kudos, kudos to Ray for sticking it out for a while 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 the rest of them caught up.
1: <laughs> that is a, that's a funny way of putting it. <laughs> um, I did want to mention the Trees Project sounds just incredible. But unfortunately as we've discussed amongst the three of us, we are not able at the moment to do that. But I do wanna mention to the community, because I know we've kind of covered it here and there. There are things happening behind the scenes in terms of undercurrents, in terms of, of influences that are growing and trajectories that are building. And a part of that is the eventual realization of our first retreat center, our first property. Where not only can we meet with all of you, not only can we make it more affordable for you to come and see us and provide some resources for you and a place for you to go, if you want to just get away and think about your life, rather not think about your life, because why the fuck do we want to do that, this is something that we want to make possible for you, we want to open a micro cultivation center here in Canada, because we can do that, and it would be encouraging not just cannabis at a reasonable price, but also research into cannabis. There is a company here on Vancouver Island uh, that is currently experimenting with psychedelics. Um, I have a counselor who is currently looking to get certified in psychedelic therapy so we can actually apply to Health Canada to become a sponsored site for psychedelic research at our retreat center that is also growing cannabis and providing some campsites, maybe some housing for people if they want to volunteer. Like there's a whole thing that we have not, talked about in great detail detail for the most part. And there's no time limit on any of this. There's no there's no like, we gotta get here, this is where we're going, anything like that. This is just the stuff that's coming together as a result of, of honestly the skills and the passion and the potential and the insights of everybody who's involved. Our first retreat very much informed everything that I just discussed with you. Discussions with everybody at that retreat very much informed a lot of what we're discussing right now. So this is just what's happening. This is what's growing in the background. And then from there, who knows? More centers, more resources, more ways to start pulling in money. Because the cannabis thing is really just about creating another form of income outside of the podcast that we can funnel back into the rest of what we're building. What else can we come up with? What else can we do? There's so many ideas, but the first thing to do is start in, with a good foundation which is the community. It's not about the ideas, like we were saying the other day. It's about the community. It's about you, it's about me, it's about Amanda, it's about Andrew, it's about everything that is happening. It's all of us. This is going to continue to grow because we are growing. So I just wanted to throw that out there, that the tree thing, definitely not a dead end. We just need to get some land first.
3: I know, I uh, I totally understand that. And that's why I, I'm just, nothing's a hard no. And I've learned that through sales. Like it's not a, it's not a no, it's just a delayed yes. It's just not a yes right now. It's like, but all the options are always on the table. And so I'm not discouraged anytime I encounter a no or a barrier. Cause I was like, don't worry, I'll, I'll get the C4. We're gonna blow up that fucking wall. We're gonna get through it. Like there's no, there's no limit, um, but I'm so excited. I cannot fucking believe that we got this news. And I totally relate with what you were saying about like the ideas because I was like pumping out ideas and brainstorming and thinking that, oh, if we just have enough great ideas, then DU can't fail. And I was like, what a crack of horseshit. Like, of course DU could fail because it's not about the ideas. It's about being more than just the ideas. It's about being the space for an idea to grow it's about making sure that you're not just stopping with the idea because the idea is like fucking step one what about all the steps that follow and then you revise the idea you edit the idea evolves it grows it changes it dies it comes back to life like a fucking phoenix like the i just thinking of a great idea is just so preliminary so and it's just such a basic step and to think that that's all you have to do like my ego's always looking for a shortcut. So it's like, no, no, just think about the great ideas. That's all we need to do. We've got the great ideas. The idea will do the work. And it's like, oh, motherfucker, I am the work. I am the idea. I am the space for it. And not just me. I mean, collectively, I, like we are that space, we are the soil for the idea that is the seed to get planted. And then we are the water and the sunlight that nourishes the idea. We are the air that that breathes into that idea. And then we keep nurturing the idea. And then the idea blossoms and gives birth to baby ideas. And it just keeps going in this endless process of growth and evolution. And, and it's just so fucking incredible. And to think that you wanna stop at the idea, it's like thinking that it, everything stops at you. It's like, I'm step one and so's the idea. Let's find out step two and three and infinity and let's just keep going because why stop?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we fired up, Amanda. I've I i <laughs> i am bummed I ought to be sitting in this chair for the next like two and a half hours because I want to fucking run 10 miles right now. But the it's interesting because as much as an idea could fail, you can't. You can't. You never could because there is no. Failure. You can't even die. So what what could you possibly fail at? And dual unity is nothing more than you. Dual security is a paradox. Paradoxes can't can't fail. The the progression of a mentality can only fail if if those run from it. Really? So it, it the ideas aren't even aren't even it. They're just they're just things that are, you know, popping up. It's like how many things during evolution die on the way of, you know, how many fish died on their way getting out of the water? Like those are all the ideas on the way <laughs> to fucking walking on land. And that's all we're doing. We we are all of those fucking fish climbing out of the water. And yeah, we're going to have ideas that, you know, run wild and, and make it. And ideas that get like three feet out and they're like fucking die. And that's okay. Cause there's no stopping that, which continues on basically being all of them, being the water and the land, those can't fail, right?
1: dead ideas can become food for the new ideas. Boom. (laughs) Amanda, I want to say thank you for kicking off this episode with such fantastic fucking news. I know you have everybody in the comment section riled right up. We have two people in the queue waiting to get in here and add their thoughts. And I know one of them wants to talk specifically about the wave, the flow, everything that we're doing. So I want to say thank you. For jumping in being the first to kick off this party that is the Colin episode and i look forward to connecting with you later on in the tier two chat afterwards
3: yes roger that thank you so much um i love you guys love love everyone i'll see you soon
0: bye amanda talk to you soon
1: well that was incredible holy yeah. shit oh, just need to take a little bit of a breath here. I just, <laughs> I just, I say just want to say like, for me, like, I got to tell you, it's just, I've been thinking about this a long time. I'm stoked. This is going to be great. Uh, we are joined next by uh, one of our Patreon supporters. She has been around for a long time in our group discussions. She's an active participant. She is often either asking questions that make us go, hmm, or offering insights that also make us go. Hmm. So I look forward to having her on the show. Of course, this would be Paula, otherwise known as PMAC. She'll be joining us in just a few moments here.
2: Hello. What up? Oh, cool. I don't have
0: to
4: do anything with my Twitch.
0: I I am hearing a little bit of of, uh, echo from my voice right now. Are you getting that right?
4: Okay, go on. Yes. Sweet. Hello. (laughs) I didn't really have any like intention or anything to like chat about. I just wanted to go with the flow because I feel like I've learned that lesson so deeply that like there is just nothing that you can ever do. Like you're constantly just being given everything that you need in the moment that you need it like Amanda and Steph and I had a chat immediately before this live stream and we were just giving each other everything that we needed like Amanda's giving me some of her rage and I'm giving her some of like my grace and patience and like we talked about like crystals and stuff like that like people get a glimpse of like a crystal that helps them and suddenly they're like okay cool now I'm a crystal person because they're so powerful and they go around collecting all of these crystals and like stick them around their house being like you know so attached to them but it's like you don't need all the crystals you just need the one that you need in that moment the same with like weed or psilocybin or like anything that comes along like I've been smoking a lot of weed recently and there's always that little judgment part that's like is this too much like you should be able to do it by yourself and now I finally understand what Ray means when he's like it is you you've gifted it to yourself for that moment because it's what you need and then you just take it and you move on but we get attached to these things that make us feel good and it gets in the way of like just receiving what's meant for us in every moment
1: I think it's also worth mentioning that weed doesn't always feel good. I mean, people tend to think like, oh, you're smoking weed. That's why you're in a good mood. It's like, motherfucker, do you have any idea how harsh weed is? If you're paranoid and full of of yourself, it's rough. Like, it's just as much work. It's just a different environment. It's
4: interesting that they would then get like drawn to it. Or they've had an experience that it made them feel good one time. So they're clinging to this idea that like weed makes me feel good, even though their like mentality and consciousness does not want that right now. It's just like feeding that message over and over.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and the whole idea of you know, I should be able to do it on my own. It's like it's just just another way that the ego sticks around. It's like I can. I can do this. Me as <laughs> as Paula or Andrew or, or Ray, I can do it. But yeah, we'd weed fucking it throws me around. Throws me around good. I get I get uh you know glimpses of relaxation certainly, and it's it's only when it's on me, like when when I'm like I I can drop this, but it's it's like it makes it that much harder, but also that much more of a practice because when I'm sober, I don't have too tough of a time of dropping stuff, letting stuff go, not not paying attention to to my thoughts. But there have been some times when I'm high and and it's just like all the background gets like whipped around to the front. It's like, (laughs) you thought this wasn't here. You've been avoiding this for a while. And it's like, you know, uh, like a stock ticker almost just like running across my awareness. It's like, here's a bunch of shit that's going on back there here let's see how well you can face it now when it's right in front of your eyes instead of thrown back in the attic like you've been keeping it for so long but that's the process of being able to let it go and realize that you know you can handle that you don't as much as it's right there you don't have to think that there's anything wrong with that you don't even have to so I was saying uh on our episode that's about to come out uh with acceptance like in order to Acceptance implies that there's something wrong that you have to accept. And so it's even dropping that has just been, oh God. Cause I think even until fucking yesterday, I was like, acceptance, acceptance is it. I kind of was at yeah, that state. There. And it's like, that implies something's wrong. Why do you think there's something wrong that you have to accept? It's like, God damn, it doesn't stop. Keep questioning.
4: <laughs> but it's a beautiful experience, right? Getting to the place where you're at acceptance that is beautiful. And so I guess like people again, just get stuck on that. They're like, this feels good. And it prevents them from taking the steps further.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's a, there's like a, I straight up felt like I was tripping. I went on, I smoked a little bit of weed and then went on a run and uh, during the run, just recognized how there's so much happening all the time that I have no idea what it actually means. And I try and like overlay my perception, like, oh yeah, this is happening. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I'm still, there's still like some sort of assumption about it. Like with thinking, oh, this, I I think this is wrong. And I'm, but I'm going to accept it, but I think it's wrong. It's like, you don't even know if it's wrong. Like there's nothing to settle upon. And so just keep going and allow it to happen. And this, you know, vessel or vehicle is going to keep going. And and the more I let go of just being that, the more influence I'm going to have on the entirety of myself. It even hit me like the, the degree to which I let go of me is the degree to which I can have influence on me, like the limited versus, versus the whole, like how, how, how much of it I can recognize is me clearly is the amount of it that I can have influence over. And I think there's some, some sort of correlation. I'm not settling upon any direct correlation necessarily, but I think there's, there's something there.
1: What's interesting because we talk about Hawkins chart in uh, power versus force and and whatnot from time to time. And again, you know, take all that with a grain of salt. But one thing I think is really interesting is that through all of that testing, the body continuously says, you know, acceptance comes before reason. So reason doesn't happen until after acceptance because you're not actually looking at what you're looking at. You're looking at yourself, right? to a larger and larger degree. So acceptance is, again, that, that part of recognizing that the dichotomy you're living within is still perpetuating that self, right? And once you realize that, all of a sudden, now you're able to process information without you being in the way quite as much. And then beyond reason comes love and joy. But reason, it's funny because in, in Power Versus Force in the books that, that follow, he often says that there are two critical points. And the first is just before 200, courage the ability to stop doing things for the carrot and stick. The second is reason. And most people get stuck either at courage or reason. Those who manage to get past courage usually get stuck at reason. And the reason is because it feels really good to be intelligent. You almost don't want to let go of that. It's not quite the same as egotism, but there is a certain amount of security that goes with being confident knowing you can process information understanding that the more you get out of the way the easier it becomes but there's still you being intelligent
2: yeah and how much how
0: much then is after on that scale then it's uh so it's acceptance reason love joy and then enlightenment enlightenment yeah right because remember
1: reason is about halfway on the chart. And I say halfway, but you got to remember it's, it's logarithmic. Like it's, it's, it's an exponential mm. growth. It's not linear by any means.
2: <laughs> <Nothing>. Yeah.
0: Ever, <laughs> but the, the acceptance to reason, I'm curious about that because I guess with, cause with acceptance, that's a very uh, interesting point. It's you accepting it and then it's still you reasoning but so why then why then is acceptance is reason above acceptance like what is the what is the shift there that it's not that it's not like an accept or resist correct because it's not as much
1: about your opinion right like what's happening after courage is the lessening of your preference the lessening of of your idea of what should be acceptance is very much the removal of your idea of what should be, right? That's the entire process of acceptance is recognizing like, right, my opinion doesn't really matter here. <laughs> it is regardless, right? Like, this is why I always get a kick out of people who, who will talk to me and they're like, you know, well, you know, what do I do about this feeling? Like, I can't be present. I'm like, accept that you really don't have a choice, regardless of how you're feeling. You, you are the present. You're not going anywhere, right? And all of a sudden, they're just like, what? And, and that's it. It's just, it's that short circuiting as always, right? But with reason, it very much comes into play that the less you think about yourself, the better you become at processing information, right? And so after courage, it really is the process of expansion, right? Everything underneath the courage is the process of contraction. Your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it becomes a prison that eventually kills you.
4: So do you find when you're talking to people, and I guess you can see like where they are in that scale, that you'll say things that are maybe not quite the truth for you?
1: Oh, that's a good question. That's a great question. So having this conversation with somebody just the other day regarding meditation, they were saying that, uh, well, you should be encouraging people who aren't at your level of awareness to meditate, because obviously it's important at different levels of awareness. And my only thought was OK, so what you're implying is that at my level of awareness, I should be talking to people who you deem is lower on that scale. But at my level of awareness, that in itself is part of the fucking problem. <laughs> and so yes and no, I will consider where they are, but I won't necessarily dilute the message. I may make it a little gentler is about all like rather than trying to say, like, you're everything, I'll just be like, maybe you're not that right? Maybe that thing that you're so convinced of, maybe it's not the case. Here's a different perspective slightly, you know, things like that. Because remember, what I like to think of instead of the scale is the process of either contraction or expansion. Where are they in that? Are they trying to paint themselves into a corner or are they trying to let go of the walls, right? And what you want to do is encourage them towards the, the recognition that They don't need to to hold on to the walls, that they're going to be okay in whatever fractional way you can do that. Like, and it, it is that way. Like, this is the most frustrating thing about this, especially when you wake up, you're like, fuck, it's so easy. Why isn't everybody getting this? Right. But it came in layers, tiny, tiny, tiny layers until all of a sudden it broke. And that's it. You're just trying to help people get rid of the layers, because if you try to help them break that barrier, you may break them and set them back. And so it really is just that's what you're bringing to me. That's what I'm going to help you dissipate a little bit. That's it.
0: And, it. and if if seems like if it seems like you're doing too much, then they can miss it through thinking that it's you. Helping them, even, and that's why it's so important to not take credit for someone else's journey and and work that they're doing, and they're like oh you've you've helped me so much. It's like you've just resonated with some of the sounds that have come out of my mouth. That's on you. That's still on you because if if they start giving you credit, it's like that's they're bumping up against that wall of uh, perception of division. It's still not them helping themselves. <laughs> And until then, and that's the fucked part about all the spiritual shysters out there, those fucksticks, that they get in the way of it. They're completely in the way and they don't even realize because they're butting up against the wall. And they're clinging to that, thinking that that's what's giving them value. And they're fucking taking advantage every, of everyone along the way. And it's, mm, I'm starting to see uh, more and more raise a heave with the spiritual snake oil salesman, because it's just like, it sounds, it sounds right. And it's so far from it.
4: It has to all be part of the process as well.
1: So I was just going to follow up with that and actually say that I'm happy to say that dualistic unity or the expression of dualistic unity has very much helped change my perspective a little bit about the spiritual snake oil salesman. And I'd like to say it this way. Everything that you just said, Andrew, really motivates me to not be one, to not be one. Like, that's it. Seeing it as obviously as obvious as it is, and as often as it arises, it really motivates you to not want to do that, doesn't it? You're just like, holy fucking shit, that's obvious. Poof. Would it have been as obvious if they weren't there making it so? They're just showing us the dangers, they're showing us the traps. The question is, can we learn from it?
4: And like everything else, there's nothing to do with it you don't have to do exactly. anything
1: just notice it <laughs> yeah. and it changes everything PMAC this has been a blast we really appreciate you joining us for this call-in, uh, call-in show I do hope that you will join us in the Patreon call after of this awesome everybody who would like to speak with PMAC yourself definitely join us on Patreon she is often in the groups we are very grateful to have her as part of the community thank you
4: anybody who wants a Twitch sub as well just put your hand up and I'll give you one
0: Awesome. Great chatting with you, Mac. As
1: always, excited to chat in a bit. Ciao. Bye. Wow. This call-in show is awesome. Uh, we have another person in the queue who we know and who is also part of the community very often. Uh, Steph, she was actually in our authentic coaching workshop back in January, so I'm excited to have her back on the show. I do want to mention very quickly, though, as our queue is diminishing, that you can join us on the show today for 10 minutes ish if you'd like to ask a question or complain about something possibly give a shit you're welcome to do that as well uh just go to dualisticunity.com slash live there is a form that you have to fill in and then there's a link and it will bring you into the queue and we will let you in as we go through so i would really appreciate it of course because we enjoy the conversation otherwise andrew has to put up with me
0: nobody wants that especially me so (laughs) i hear Uh, you i hear you so No, uh yeah i'm down to get down to get deep with shit if if the you subsides though certainly (laughs) that's all i uh staff what's up
5: the energy has been amazing today just gotta say going from talking with PMAC and amanda and we were like really in it together and it started out expressing some roughness that's been going on, but then like, yeah, I love them. Um, But yeah, so this wave of uh, expression that I've been going through is yesterday I turned 30. So there's that. And then I was gifted with an eviction notice of seven days after a, a little political spat again with my father. And um, I think it was it's time to get out of here. But um, yeah, it was actually about the whole conversation about the riots at the Capitol. And uh, they were watching Fox News and they were talking about it. And I just simply said that, like, I watched it live as it happened, like, on Twitter, like, from all the different angles and stuff. And I got so many accusatory questions and, like, pokes and jabs and questions about what I thought about it, my opinions, what I thought happened. And specifically around the whole like, the woman getting killed and like, she was trying to get through that door to the rest of them on the other side. Just like, she should have known what she was putting herself in the situation of doing when she did that and the risk that she was taking And that's kind of where that went, and then things blew up to the point where my mom was then threatening me with a gun to remove me from her house, and I convinced her to call the cops instead, to like, give me an eviction notice. So there was that, and now I'm trying to stay as level-headed as possible, and looking for the next step as I continue forward. And the conversation with them was great in helping me to relax. We talked about bringing in even play right now and how important that is and really trying to relax as much as possible. Um, and I I started to put out a bunch of feelers today and then I realized all the doing that I was doing and and started to relax in that, but accepting that the feelers that I did put out, they were there for a reason and all of these different things. And um, I think the most interesting thing that's come from this, though, is I've made some TikToks on it, and I actually had someone come in and comment, how can you be a life coach if you don't have a place to stay and you don't have a car?
2: I don't have a car. I
1: just want to throw that out there. I don't drive. There have been frequent times in my life where I haven't had a place to stay, and that's honestly what makes me a better life coach. But I wanted to say very quickly before I go anywhere else, happy birthday. Um, I'm excited that you are here on this plane of existence with us making everything happen Um, on the other, note i also want to say that i always find it so interesting how households that are full of toxic fucking people are so quick to eject the one person who might equalize that bullshit i always find that amazing it's just like fuck we actually have a chance of healing here get rid of that fucking person holy shit and it's just complete lack of awareness and that's that's okay as far as i'm concerned not your circus not your monkeys you're gonna get the fuck out of there and they can just fall apart have a great time bullet dodged. Um, It's uncomfortable. I've been there. I understand what it's like last minute. Got to get the fuck out. I have had moments where it's been like, you know, couch to couch to couch until that place showed up however you know much time it took so i get it um i know you're strong enough to go through it because if you can deal with that level of bullshit you are absolutely fucking strong enough to deal with your average person who's really just wondering whether or not you can help pay with the help pay the rent they're not looking for whether or not you're going to validate them as a person they're just like what's that you need a room and you can help fuck yeah move the fuck in i'm gonna leave you the fucking alone like that's the nice thing about it. Is if you can deal with an authoritarian environment Without losing your shit, you can deal with pretty much everything. So just keep that in mind. Watch for the opportunities. Get the feelers out. But don't don't get so lost in doing that you forget to enjoy where you are. It's a weird balance, right? Like you do a little bit every day. You spend a little time not doing every day, right? And you just have as much faith as you can. Um, That said, beware the urge when an opportunity comes by, have you ever heard the story of, of uh, the believer who was stranded on the roof of his house, and there's a flood, and he's just sitting there going, God, help me, God, help me, and this this branch, like this large log kind of floats by, and he's like, oh, Christ, God, God, I need a boat, God, help me, and then this raft floats by, and he's he's still like, I need a boat, I need a boat, and so all these different options are floating by, but it's not the option he's looking for, so he just fucking drowns. So keep in mind, um, sometimes the options that present themselves are going to butt up against your ego. That's part of the lesson. That's part of the test, right? It's, can you get past your preferences? Can you get past what you would prefer happens right now? And on the other side of that is usually another opportunity. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. I don't know what form that's going to take, but often that is the case.
5: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah. First of all, happy birthday, Steph, as well. Fucking awesome um and and with all of this it's it's interesting i mean first the person commenting on the video it's so fucking funny when when someone's like you don't sound like my idea of a life coach it's like it sounds like you could use a life coach to maybe let go of all of those perceptions and ideas that you're clinging to in order to feel a little bit better about yourself and give yourself a false sense of certainty that doesn't actually exist like right there that that statement in and of itself is fucking hilarious um But yeah, with, with all of that, I mean, it's, it's, there's going to be a plethora of experience that you're about to be able to pull from for the rest of your life. And so as obviously I'm not saying any of it is ever easy, but there is, there's something and there's, there's something happening with it and you're strong enough to handle it because you're there handling it, literally handling it right now. As you go, um, so I'm I'm excited to hear about everything you learn from it. But yeah, I I feel you like with the uh, the pushback on certain things. There is just this sort of strange resistance from the collective mentality. As soon as it gets close to being able to let something go, it's like the force almost gets stronger with it. It's like it's like with a battery that or a, not a battery, a fucking magnet. That has like the the opposite or not the opposite, the same things going. And it's like the the harder you push, the the fur the harder it's pushing against it. Like I feel like that is what happens both with with them and with those that are around them. Like they almost see it as a threat because the collective ego sees it as a threat to its sense of certainty, to its ability to not question, you know, they have a certain opinion of the capital riots and anyone comes in, it's like, maybe your opinion's wrong. And they're like, they go berserk. And they're like, have crazy responses. And it's, it's any time mm-hmm. that collective mentality is questioned. And there's an idea that, you know, that might not be it. Hey, I'm not saying that it isn't just maybe not, maybe question it. Maybe there's some, something to learn on the other side of it, but it, it won't. And it, it can't. And so it's that, you know, the, the balance and and the sensitive to it but it sounds like you handled it about as well as anyone possibly could have in that situation and um yeah i'm I'm excited to hear about you know excited to keep in touch you're in our groups a lot so i'm excited to hear just about how it goes and i'm glad we're going to be able to chat with you going through it so
1: yeah i just want to add by the way sorry to cut you off steph but uh I know you won't do this so I'm gonna do it uh if anybody in the community where are you by the way Steph
5: I live in Florence Alabama
1: okay so if anybody is in the area whatsoever or if you have resources wherein you can help or if you have some advice possibly for a different direction that she can go in. Hell, if you've got a fucking grind that you're doing that's helping you make money online, like if you've got something like that and it's working for you and you can take the time to help someone out, you're helping out all of us by helping out Steph. Like I need you to know by the time Steph finds her grounding, and she gets her resources together and she has a lot less fucking stress, she is going to be a force. So if you can, I'm not saying you have to, I'm not saying you're a terrible person if you don't, at all okay but if you have the extra if you have some advice if you have just whatever it might be in terms of a a tip a resource maybe just an encouraging word reach out get in touch with her don't be shy because
2: we're all in this together thank you
5: so much for that i just that and there's so many different ways in which i'm seeing this wave push against the resistance itself. Like even how the last time we talked, I was talking about how I started a job as an optician and I had all these complaints about being in the system. And very quickly when I relaxed into the moment of being there, I started to notice more and more. They had a donation program that they do locally that all of a sudden within like a week and a half or so, I'm starting to hear. We've had more of these donations and women coming in for free glasses than we've had in one year, this month. Their donation bin for used glasses is packed full right now. And seeing that come into my reality, seeing you guys, what you're doing, the conversation that I have with PMAC and Amanda, there's no stopping this wave. and as much as and we were we're talking about this in terms of our own ego within ourselves like i'm staring you down and we're going to be friends we're going to get through this even though you're resisting like bringing that together and knowing that even with me showing you the parts of you that are co- are comfortable I still love you, even though you feel uncomfortable about those things, and you don't like those things about yourself, and you feel like you had to project all that onto me. I still want you to do good and have good. There's a reason why I show you those things, so I can connect and show you how to connect with yourself deeper, because I know what it's like. I know what it's like not to be connected. And you're shut away, and you're in your cave, and you're quiet, and you're sad, and you're depressed, and you're worried about everyone else out there and what they think of you. and just put yourself out there and take the shit that you're given and take what resonates and throw away what doesn't and keep going. So,
2: okay. beautifully said.
0: Well said, Steph. Yeah, and there's something happening here. Some there's some shift. It's being felt in in all of this and and you're very much it, you know. That all the shifts that you're seeing in in your life and the changes and oftentimes it's incredibly uncomfortable before it is not but it's happening and it's uh it's exciting to be a part of and it's exciting to hear all of your perspectives and the fucking shitload of things that you've been through and and learned and experienced and that's it like it's going to continue on you're going to continue to add to that bag and you're going to be able to continue to pull shit out of that bag. And, and so it goes and the shift continues and the wave is building and it's fucking crazy to see. And it's tripping me out today. And especially right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was just thinking, I look forward to the day and I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to demand that you tell me when this happens, because it will, you're going to have a client who's going to say, I'm so glad to know that you were at one point homeless and without a car. And I'm so looking forward to the day that happens because that is exactly the point. While you'll have someone who's just like, I don't see the value there. It's like, ah, it might be your fucking problem. Somebody else down the road is gonna give you that chance and they're gonna listen to you and they're gonna learn something about themselves and they're gonna look at you and go, holy fuck, you've been through it. This isn't coming from a book. And it means so much more because of that. So I look forward to that day and you have to tell me when.
5: I will, I will.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I do hope we see you in the groups this week as always.
5: I will. We'll see. Awesome. We'll see each other.
0: Awesome. Looking forward to it, Steph. Always great chatting and connecting with you. And uh, yeah, I look forward to our next one.
5: Yeah. All right. See you guys later.
0: All right. Bye, Steph.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, I love my life. I I really do. Like, I I really enjoy my existence. And it's only because I can hear terrible things. I can be aware of terrible things. Um, I can, as you might know, uh, I I can unravel so many fucking layers of the nightmare that we're currently all fucking a part of, and yet none of it really bothers me much. And it's not that it doesn't bother me. Somebody was asking this earlier. I want to get to this because this is important before we move on to anything else. Uh, Give me a second. I want to find it because this was important. Uh, It was regarding letting go. How can you let go? There are sexual slaves being sold at the moment. Humans are disgusting. And my response was, how can you not? And the reason I'm saying that is because if this is really that important to you, Okay, let's just say that it's more than just a way to soothe our ego into convincing ourselves that we're good people because we want to stop people from suffering, okay? Let's actually just say that there's more to it, that we actually recognize on a fundamental fucking level that something is broken, something isn't right. Now, if that's important to us, it's not just about padding the fucking, you know, the the symptom. It's not just about addressing the results. It's about coming to terms with where it's all coming from, right? Okay. How can you let go when these atrocities are coming out in the world? How can you let go when these horrors are happening? Because they're happening because we're not letting go. That's why. That's how. It all comes from this resistance, this division, this urge to identify, to be the fucking savior of mankind by making everybody agree with you. That's where monsters come from. Because there isn't a monster out there that doesn't see themselves as a fucking hero. Understand that. It's through self-definition. All of this shit is happening because we're not letting go. And why aren't we letting go? Because it's hard. Because it's hard and it's harder when you're justifying it with monsters. It's difficult and it gets more difficult because the longer we put it off, the harder this gets, the more nightmare there is because we're putting it off. And so every time when we're faced with this option of letting go or fighting the nightmare, we choose fighting the nightmare, making the letting go so much more difficult, but it has to happen eventually. And it's either going to happen willingly or it's going to happen of necessity. And that's a totally different path that I truly hope we can avoid.
0: Yeah, every, it's like everything is working against that ability to let go. Like it's both the narrative, the idea of ourselves that we cling to for that sense of value. And it's all of the atrocities happening. Like it's all working against that. And yet we continue to choose not to because it's harder. Of course, of course, all of those things are fucking awful. Of course, they're so destructive. And it's the thing that's keeping you it's that counterintuitive nature of it. That how how could I possibly let this go? It's like that mentality, it's the mentality. It's the trunk of the fucking tree that no one wants to look at. We're so much more comfortable looking at the branches, feeling better about our fucking selves because we see things in a certain way. Like, you don't think we see those things and are like, yeah, that's fucking terrible. But if I'm getting involved. If Andrew's having his way with it, it keeps us in the fucking game, in the fucking loop, in the fucking illusion. That's what's keeping it there. If I had an idea that Andrew was going to fix it, Andrew's going to change it. Andrew's going to fix the fucking world. That's going to keep the fucking tree the same because I'm so far out on the edges, out on the limbs, out on the branches, out on the leaves. I know I've been using this analogy so fucking much, but it just works for so many different conversations. So I'm going to keep using it until I figure something else out. If someone else has another analogy that works great, feel free to toss it my way and I'll start using that. But I'm going to keep using this one because it it makes sense and it's so uh, it's so fascinating how much we're okay with just looking at the branches and we keep doing the same shit. Over and over and over and over and over, thinking we're gonna, I'm gonna be the one that changes it. Oh, they just haven't seen it my way yet. You know how many fuckers have said that? You know how many people thought they were gonna change the world and fix the world and they just had the perfect formula? It's not the idea. It's not the it's not the vehicle, it's the one driving it. It's the mentality that is driving the idea. And if the idea is rooted in in a mentality that is divisive, that is that you are at the center of, the idea of you, it's not gonna work. It's gonna break down. It's gonna get so fucked up. It's like in uh, the movie, Tron, when, when the guy tries to create the perfect world, despite being in it, try to create its idea of the perfect world. You don't know what perfect is. You have your perception of perfect. That is not perfection. You have the You have your perception of the truth, That is not the truth. You have your perception of the way to fix the world. That is not the way to fix the world. That is such a limited perspective based on your experiences, your thoughts. But as we drop that, as we let go of that perception that I know what's best, what's best arises through us, through letting go of the idea that we could possibly know, all of a sudden it's happening. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know how it's going to happen. But imagine if everyone let go, if all of humanity let go of their, their idea that they know what's best for both society and themselves. It's like everything would drop and that's it. But that's what we're not willing to do because that's way more difficult than continuing on with the mentality that we currently have, thinking that it means more about us. And that—that's where our value is derived, is from being right, is of having, having the right answer. This is going to fix everything. No one has it, but we all are it when we let go of the idea that any one of us has it.
1: It's just that we're afraid. And we're afraid because we don't have faith in other people and we don't have faith in other people because we don't have faith in ourselves and we can't have faith in ourselves as long as we think that we're an idea. So we're trying to have faith in the wrong thing. We're having, an, in, we're having faith in, in fact, the illusion that is dividing us from everybody else, which makes it impossible to have faith in them. So we're reinforcing our fear because of one simple thing. We're trying to have faith in an idea and that idea will always be threatened and reinforce your fear. So having faith in yourself isn't realizing that you're not an idea, you can't be an idea, that what you are is constantly just the moment moving forward, as is everyone else. And the more we realize that, the less division there is in the world, the less things there are to fear. And it is that progression. It's just that we're so far on the other side of the pendulum, we can't see it. This is all there is, or at least that's how it feels. But we see it all the time in moments of friendship and love and compassion. We see it unfolding. It's just that we have not committed to it in terms of being the collective. We have not committed to it in terms of being responsible. And we have not committed to it in terms of being one. It's really it. It's the whole path. I wanted to take a moment though, uh, because you were (laughs) taking a moment to judge yourself (laughs) for using the tree analogy. And I know you're not judging yourself harshly. You're just like, I'll move on, blah, blah, blah. I I just wanted to mention that I always find it very interesting that there are certain things you're always going to continuously come back to in terms of metaphors or analogies. And it just happens to be the cornerstones of most of your existence on this planet. You know, trees, water, the sun, wind. All of those things. You're always going to refer to those things because straight up reality is symbolism. So all you're doing is tapping into the symbolism. That's it. So it's going to continue to happen is what I'm saying. No judgment required. Yeah. I No, I,
0: I hear you. And hearing that. Yeah. Helps. Uh, it's funny how often we get caught in that, in that loop. And that's, that's just it coming back. Cause fucking a man, I was in uh, after my run, just before, when I realized how much is happening always and how much I think I know what's happening, even still, and and through acceptance is the implied idea that that there's something to accept that isn't as it isn't perfect already, so there's no longer any acceptance necessary, just fucking is. And I was in uh, in shower and after after my run it was just hitting me how how much i've always just been reality like i've just been it it all of it this is a a fucking expression at the end of it and i am that fucking root way down there and this is like an embodiment of that and i've always thought it was just this and it was so much deeper and and so I get, I get out of the shower. I told Ray this before the call and my brother's sitting or they're eating lunch. And I'm just like, holy fuck, that's me sitting over there. And how cool is it? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to stare at him and he's a, he's a witty, sarcastic young, young man. And, uh, and I knew he was going to say something. I didn't know what he was going to say, but it was like, how cool it is that I can interact with myself. And be surprised constantly with what happens all the time. Like we get so fucking caught in this idea of control and this idea of of wanting things to happen our way. be a fucking awful reality to be a part of. Always getting exactly what you want, the perfect response, the perfect everything based on your perception of what you think is best. Like you would get bored of that in like not even a day, like three hours. Of of really experiencing that fully. And so I was just kind of sitting there in awe. and just staring at my brother for like thirty seconds, knowing he's going to come back and be like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing? are you are you good? Are you okay? I was like, yeah, just just mentally preparing for my three and a half hours of calls coming up, which I was because I was, knew I wanted to talk about whatever he said afterwards. And it's funny even then, because because at that moment, it was just what I came up with. I was like, oh, I'm mentally preparing for my calls coming up. But that's what was happening. And I didn't even have an idea that that's what was happening at the time. And it hit me how how wild it is that I'm I've always been this. I've always been all of it. And the perception of division is fucking awesome. It's so cool. It's so amazing. <laughs> And I feel like I'm getting my like fucking mushroom eyes right now. And that's how I felt this whole call. Just like there's not, there's not so much me. It's fucking, it's fucking trippy, man. It's, it's fun to be able to talk about too.
1: But, there is uh, yeah. no substitute for the direct recognition of reality. There is no substitute like everybody tries to get here through belief everybody tries to get here through love and lighting their way to get fucking a fake high that's really all they're doing right they're focusing on the things that make me feel better but that immediately makes them so much more afraid of the fucking fall right and so once you've seen this remember i was saying to you that the reason i don't typically uh eat mushrooms anymore is because there's no peak for me anymore like i've often described. The process of hitting your quote-unquote peak as the process of going between the gap from where you are in your mentality to where you go on psychedelics, which is the loss of your attachment to the idea of yourself. Well, that peak doesn't really exist for me anymore. Like, it's very, very quick. And so I don't bother eating mushrooms for the most part. And it's only because they're not the profound earth shattering experience they used to be before what they were was were an opportunity for me to once again, traverse that gap to understand a little bit more about that gap. Where am I dividing myself from the experience of being myself? Where am I overthinking? And that's the nice thing about about going between those two worlds is that you can learn from the contrast, you can learn from the difference and you can actually start to narrow that gap as a result, as PMAC said, of just recognition. It's just recognition and it changes everything. And so now when I trip, I shit you not, my mushroom trips come down to three things that basically repeat every time I have the nerve to overthink them. Shut up, relax, and carry on. That is the end of the insight. That's the end, Andrew. Carry on. There's nowhere to go from there. Everybody's trying to get somewhere. We're like, (laughs) there's an end. There's a fucking finish line that we cross. We're like, ah, it doesn't exist, motherfucker. Get used to running. Don't be in a rush. Slow the fuck down. You know, work on it a little bit. Get into it because you'll enjoy the run a lot more if you're not bitching about it along the way. Right? Give props to the people running beside you. Hell, every once in a while you can shoot the shit. You can enjoy it, but stop trying to stop. You are eternal. It's the resistance to that environment, to that reality, to that experience that makes everything suck. It makes it all suck. That's all it is. That's all it ever comes down to. It's the funniest fucking thing. Like, I worked so hard to get out of all of my suffering to just recognize, like, oh, shit, no, actually, that's what informs the high points. Oh, yeah.
0: There's no longer anything to settle upon anymore. Like, even in... It's like the, uh, you know, doing that ball thing you told us about, or, or even we were talking yesterday being on the ball. And then all of a sudden that ball goes away and it's like, oh boy, I'm back in, I'm back in it. And, uh, cause there's nothing to settle upon and that's, what's been hitting me. That's what I think that the, what hit me on that run was just, I was, I was recognizing how much is always happening. So to think that I could ever possibly settle upon a, a real opinion or a real judgment. It's like, you can have your little pithy things that you, that you do for fun, almost just to do it for fuck's sake to do it. But it doesn't mean anything anymore. Cause you can't even, it's almost like you can't even rationalize doing it anymore. Like it's, it's, it it, it was hard for me for the last couple hours to even settle upon something. Cause as soon as something came up, it's like, I I don't know. I don't fucking know. And it's just like, keep going. And all of a sudden it was like, you're, you're walking. And like the imagery I'm getting is like, all this stuff's kind of like sticking to you and you're kind of slowing down and then you, you know, you accept it and then it drops off and then you keep going. But now it's just like, it's like, I don't know. I'm fucking like greased up or, or fucking have, have metal on me that it's bounced, bounce it off. I'm going to go with the grease stuff. Cause that's, Fucking why not? It's just like sliding off me. I'm imagining <laughs> now, I'm getting uh in in college. I had to for for a a thing for not even gonna say what it is. There was an event that we had to eat a bunch of mayo, basically. And one of my good buddies was not having a good time with it, and he was he was a bigger bigger dude, and he thought he was getting away with this. And so instead of eating the the full you know big jar of mayo. 6,000 calories or something. He was like starting to wipe it on himself. So that's, that's how I'm starting to feel. It's just greased up and there's just, things aren't sticking anymore. And it's, it's like, there's a, there's like, you were saying last week, stepping on the accelerator, stepping on the gas. It's like, that's what it is, is when things are, you know, when you got honey on you it's <laughs> Greasy mayo or something. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep rolling with this. It uh it sticks and, and it weighs you down. And there is you can't accelerate anymore. It's like you're still trying to hit the gas, but it's like, oh, you're getting a lot of resistance. That trailer is getting heavier. And then as as you even drop the idea that you could settle upon anything, it's just sliding off, and inevitably you accelerate towards that. And it's like that's that exponential growth that the, uh, you know, scales of consciousness and all that's pointing to is that, but it's not the conceptual shit that people settle upon. It's, it's the letting go of the settling upon anything, even it's like, sure, you still do, but it's so fucking quick that it's almost like you don't and you get a thought and it's like, yeah, but I can't, I can't settle upon that. Whereas before it's like you settle upon it and you're like, yeah, okay. I shouldn't be feeling this. So I'm going to, I'm going to accept it and that's it. And it's like, oh, fucking a, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah it really just comes back down to you know recognizing the process and as the process continues to happen it gets shorter it really does it's something i always try and tell people especially at the beginning when you're starting to question yourself and you're still going through all that doubt and still going through all that fear and you're still unable to see the timing and you're still unable to really just recognize the currents for what they are and so you have to kind of build up your tool set to deal with reality from that state of mind right like It's like sitting in the water behind you. If I'm not aware of the currents, I'm gonna be terrified. I'm gonna do the best I can to protect myself. The more aware of the currents I become, the more I learn to flow with it, right? The currents haven't changed. The currents haven't changed. It's just how much I'm resisting them that's creating all the conflict of what's happening. And so there is a process of letting down those walls. As uh, Alexandra was saying, and I think our roundtable or, or one of the conversations that we were having about, you know, it's like we're in the ocean and then there's a jar or, or we think we're in a jar and it's holding us away from the rest of the ocean, but there is no jar. It's just the resistance to being the rest of the ocean. Right. And so, yeah, we get in our own way in terms of just removing viscosity. <laughs> like we just let it all kind of gum up and slow down. And it's just because we're so resistant to it. And then we wonder why we can't feel the flow. Right? So yeah, it, it becomes a process of just increasingly getting out of the way and understanding what that means more importantly, I'd say more important than anything, because you, you can be like, oh, I got to get out of my way. And that might mean something you. That is not the case. You know, this is why uh, one of my favorite insights along the path was that I had to let go of letting go.
2: Started to feel that. starting to feel that
0: one a little bit the idea that there's anything because that's still you know letting go is is a settling to a degree it's a lot less than the other types of shit we settle upon but there's even even that because it's not letting go is perceived as like this active process as if there's something to let go of (laughs) fuck god damn this thing is never ending huh but uh it's Yeah,
1: (laughs) just comes to reality, right? You are reality. It's so funny how much we avoid that. That's really what it is. People don't tend to recognize that there is a comfort in limitation. There is a comfort in the narrative that causes your suffering. And When you're suffering, you almost don't want to recognize that. You don't want to look at it that way. You're like, it sucks. You know, but when you start to get to the point where the suffering starts to end and the reality that you've grown up knowing in terms of the emotional environment, the emotional spectrum starts to change. It starts to to change. Like when you let go of your idea of yourself, that deep heartbreak that you felt as a teenager when somebody rejected you. It's gone. It doesn't exist. That feeling of loneliness, like you don't know if you're enough without other people around, is gone. It does not exist. The emotional spectrum changes the farther down the path you go. But that means you have to be willing to let go of the person you've basically become familiar with becoming or being. And that's our fear, you understand? That's our fear. Who would I be? if i wasn't hurt by this
2: how twisted is that fucked fucked that it's
0: even even that and that's what we we settle upon the familiar and then it's just kind of builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and we get set on a track and it just deepens and deepens and deepens and deepens until you realize that none of them meant anything about you. And then it's like. You still can get caught to a point, but not really. It's it's not even really, because right now, like. I'm not even like I'm I'm here, you know, but I'm I'm seeing myself being expressed as fucking like everyone right now, and I'm just talking to myself. And I always have been. And I've just had this perception that I've only been I've only been this. And like that, uh, whether it's the wall dropping or the the cup in the ocean, thinking that you're the cup, but you're still in the ocean. And that's like your resistance to being the entire ocean. Like as that drops, like. What is what is possible? Because I even on. Even on the run that I just had, like i I was I recognized that sort of feeling of the cup. The cup was never there. There was never a cup. There was the perception of a cup that gives you that false comfort, but also, you know, all the suffering and whatnot, and all that goodness. And as that drops, like, I, I was running around. I'm like, what's telling me that the sun isn't? Me, this road isn't me. Like, what's saying that? yeah, exactly that that this road couldn't just do like a fucking inception thing where it just rolls up into that. it's still it's still my perception of me being there. and even even then, I recognize like it's not me doing that because it's me being it. And that's what you got to let go of the the doing. Of it. Like I am moving my finger. It's like, no, my finger is moving. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I am this, this is part of part of my idea of this, this, uh, this cup in the ocean that's dropping. And that's when I don't know, I don't know <laughs> something
1: more big bites. Hey, eh? uh, I'd like to pause at this one, or at least throw this out there for you. Cause I think it's an interesting thought. So You and I, you and I um, communicate via words and concepts. And what's interesting about words is that they're not actually words. Words don't really exist. All that really exists are combinations of different tones and sounds that you and I have mutually agreed on have certain meaning. Okay, so at the end of the day, there's really no difference between what I'm saying right now, except that you don't know what the fuck that means and we haven't agreed upon it, see? That's the only difference. It's still just sounds and vibrations, different pitches. Okay. We look at that as communication. We look at that as our voice. And it's largely because of how we identify, but your voice isn't a single tone. It's not a single vibration. It's not any one sound at any given point. It's a combination of sounds. It's many different sounds mixing on top of one another based by, based on uh, how your mouth moves, how the, the vibration of your vocal cords, how you're breathing, fuck. Like there's so much. So there's so much nuance in just the waveform that is your speech. Okay, and it is you or a part of you that is communicating through this vibration, through this waveform that is very complex and very nuanced. It has so much in terms of multifaceted uh, or not multifaceted, but in terms it's so much in terms of a spectrum of sound and vibration and variation. Okay, now zoom out. And if you can listen to the collective cacophony that is humanity. Think of it like a crowd of people in a room. You can hear them all murmuring. You can hear them all in the background and you can just hear the murmur and there's all different vibrations and they're all just fucking waving on top of one another. And what you're hearing there is your voice on a whole other level, speaking a language that you fail to understand.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, even even this, and I've been doing this more, especially today throughout our calls. I think I've set a record for myself for the number of times I've started talking and have had no fucking idea what I'm gonna say. Like I've been doing that more and more. It, it's been happening you know, throughout all of the podcasts and everything that we do. But I, I think there's been more times that I've opened my mouth and not known what I'm gonna say and where I'm gonna go. And as long as Andrew doesn't get involved, keeps going and it keeps saying things and then there's like a thought of like oh boy what's the next step it's like shut the fuck up it's it's happening it doesn't matter it's gonna keep going and something's gonna come out and then it's like oh wow something did just come out Eh, that was that was interesting and it's just even this that things are uh, things are being said noises are being made they're being communicated there's people watching the live stream there's going to be people who listen to this afterwards and it's all able to be comprehended everyone's hearing it differently and it's all being comprehended by me and so it's just me talking to me and it's it's happening without me say like thinking about it and so everything has always been that way and and then as you zoom out, you see the, the hum of things. And it makes me wonder, too, even because I know you're like if, if someone goes back and listens to some of your videos from 2005, you sound different, like you sound like a different person. Like I, I, I hear twangs of it sometimes here and there, but it's not very often like your voice. Everyone thinks they have like, oh, my voice sounds a certain way. It's like, no, it doesn't, but we settle upon that. And I think you can even look back at my content and like my voice has changed probably a bunch of times and it's likely directly correlated to how free in myself that I am. And, and like, there's, there's a shift as I go in that. And, and that's an aspect of that collective shift. And so as you. You know, put your put your ear to the ground and listen to you know the hum humdrum of reality. Like there's always shifts being made. and And we're in a potentially in a spot now. I'm potentially in a spot now where there has been it's almost like the perception of of change in one direction and the and the actual change in another because we're only paying attention to one side of the spectrum. And it's, it's shifting, but w- because we think we are involved, it's, it's like not. So I,
1: <laughs> I went to karaoke, um, last weekend and, uh, sitting there having a beer and the people who were going up were, were being karaoke goers. So they weren't worried about whether or not they were doing well or not. And and many of them weren't, which is why I love going to karaoke because who gives a fuck? Right. But At one point, all of a sudden I'm listening to this song, I'm not really paying attention to the singers, I'm in a conversation and, and I recognize that the song is actually going quite well. And it dawns on me that the reason that that's the case is because there are three people singing it. And so they're carrying one another, okay? And so we have a tendency of thinking of ourselves as individual voices because we have the perspective of ourselves as being individual. But you are not an individual voice. You are part of an ongoing choir. And just as with any choir, your harmonics, your ability to align with everybody else, your ability to sync up with everybody else, really depends upon your awareness and your sensitivity. And that's what it is: is recognizing that you're the choir, not simply the one voice that you are focused on. And until you stop focusing on that one voice, you can't feel the rest of everything you are. We're a choir. Your voice is part of everyone else's. We just don't see it that way because we divide it up into space and time, and that ruins the show
0: That's what I was feeling in a way, and I, I like I very much like the way you just put that with the choir. It's like that's the underlying things happening. there's there's a there's a melody happening, and you you're only hearing yours. And you're not recognizing that it's actually an aspect of this fucking choir, and, and you have this pers- perspective of the things happening to you, and and getting getting in the way, and Why is thinking that yelling at me? exactly, and, and thinking that you know where the the choir, the sound of the choir is going because you're so fucking focused on your own voice and it's fucking up the whole choir as you're getting in the way. It's like, if you just let go of your opinion of what's coming out of your mouth and what's happening to you and the notes that you're hitting or feel like, ah, oh, feel like I hit that one wrong. And it's like perfectly in line with the melody. And then you're like, I don't know. I, I better change that. Like the whole melody is fucked. Our melody right now is fucked. Because everyone's trying to sing their own fucking thing and judging themselves, not recognizing that as we let go, as we get out of the way, it's like the most beautiful melody ever as reality from us letting go. And we're so caught up in that. And then it, it, we have people saying, you know, how, how, can you, how can you let go when all of this is happening? I need, to, I need to sound the way I think I should sound. Like, that's what's fucking up the whole melody. But as more more recognize that it's just about that, the melody starts to sound a little. It's like, oh, wait a second. There's something here. Right now there's like just a a mud of sounds happening. So it's just like a a low, like Bleh. it's like we think that's supposed to be a choir. And then all of a sudden it, it shifts. So it's like got some, you know. Tonality is like a it's like a little little bit of something to it instead of just that fucking shitty ass low, low, low drum. And even that is my my perception that that is better than another thing. And that's, you know, me getting in the way. But it's it's interesting how much we think that we're doing something that I have to do it. And it's never been that. Until it is
1: interesting right And i just want to throw uh, a quick shout out to our community topics episode on uh, vibration and frequency and all that because we were talking about not just vibration and frequency but of course different brainwave states as well as its connection to the earth's uh resonance the human resonance and so i just want to say going back to the choir as we practice as we start to recognize that's what's happening and we start to harmonize and we actually start to get better At this, just like a choir can get to the point where they can get more and more in terms of of that that wall of sound. They can get to a higher pitch. They can get to a greater spectrum in terms of just the fucking all-encompassing presence of that choir and all the sound hitting you. That comes with practice. In the same way, we have to work our way through the initial harmonics of alpha and beta. And as we get better, collectively, our choir can start raising... That vibration to camera. We can actually collectively start singing together on a whole other level. And I think that's what this
2: is all about. Yeah,
0: it's uh <laughs> it's been fun to fun to watch and and be a part of and and be, but fuck man, like uh, I'm Mm, I don't even know. I, I I'm not. Even, I do my best to put things into words, but this one's been tough to, to put into words. Like it's really a a deep fucking feeling. Like I'm. It's almost like I'm speaking from the void in a way that it's like it's coming from a thousand miles underneath me, and things are like coming through, just like this is, this is here projecting these things to myself, but, uh,
1: yeah, it's almost feels like what you are and everything forward is simply everything behind you speaking through you. Right. It really feels like reality. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. The subjective, right. And that, that experience that you're having of that depth, that giant fucking pool that everything is just flowing out of as you get out of the way gets huge to the point where you actually start to feel like the only thing that's happened is this very paper thin line between where you are and everything else and it's all the same thing it's all the same thing there's nothing but a divide like you're the wall between potential and reality
2: and that's all you're doing forever
1: and that becomes a whole other experience. This is why, again, you know, my words are my father's, right? What do we mean by that? We're certainly not talking about daddy. <laughs> we are very much talking about everything I am. My words are from everything I am. And I am everything. And that is the gap that we are working our way through. That is the conversation that we are having and the insights that we are trying to reconcile that's all that's happening. And the dualistic unity is just a part of that. It's just a bubble. It's just a crest at the top of everything that you are. And everything else is going to come to it.
2: You watch. Oh, my
0: God, dude. It's It really does feel like that. It's like it, it almost feels like my background. And, of course, I'm like scrolling through my backgrounds before. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, let's go with this. This is a new one. And it's like we've referenced it five times already, but that's what it feels like. And I know we're like coming to the end. And and finally, it's, it's feeling like I am a little little point on the end of a massive fucking pool. It's like when a ripple is made and, you know, the the rock goes in and then the water kind of spouts out a little bit. It's like, that's what I feel like. But it's not to say that I'm just that it's like the whole fucking pond. The whole fucking all of it, and it's being expressed through this little this little point that people see as Andrew, that I see as Andrew, and and when you said that it, it's almost like everything in front of you is coming from everything behind you, it's like <laughs> my perception went from like through my head. It was like, oh my god, all of this is is inside of my mind, and I'm just talking to myself, interacting with my mind it's projecting everything that I believe it to be and it never is what it is and it's just that projection almost like a projector coming through it but it's like looking through and it's seeing that it's coming from that and I am in it and and it also like I'm like the the hand reaching into the box that's reaching into the thing like nah Jesus Christ this is good. (laughs)
1: -hmm. All right, we're going to wrap this up in about seven minutes, just because I know this conversation can go on forever, and I know my pupils are huge at the moment. So, I just want to mention to everybody that we're going to be continuing this fucking awesome conversation uh, in about twenty minutes on Patreon. You can join us, Patreon.com/slash Dualistic Unity. I also want to make a quick mention that we are wrapping up season four, approximately two weeks after the retreat in April. So, as we mentioned in the last community topics. Community topics won't be happening weekly as of season five. They'll be happening monthly. So we have, I think, five weeks left or something in there. So if you have suggestions, if you'd like us to vote on your idea for community topics, get them in there now. Get onto Discord, go into the Community Topics channel, put your suggestion in. There's a vote every week. There's going to be a vote, I believe, tomorrow on Patreon. So don't miss your opportunity. There have been a lot of suggestions Uh, over the last 27 weeks that we've been doing this. Um, But we've covered quite a few of them. There's been some overlap now. And so we're going to be narrowing that down. But the good news is we're going to be doing that many more call-in shows. We're going to have that many more opportunities for you to come and experience everything that this was with us. Because this is the shit that I'm excited about. I love this conversation, but I love having it with people who get it as opposed to people who are terrified of it, which is so funny because they're terrified of being free.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, a lot more of the of the Colin shows and to keep doing the community topics, because those are always a blast and just fun to explore something, because, you know, if, if we don't have a community topics, it's just everything's on the table always. And we don't know where it's going to go. It's going to, it's going to go. It's going to, it's going to happen, but it's fun sometimes to have that balance of like, all right, we're going to talk about this. And and it's like, we put, put a little bit of a barrier. We don't know what we're going to talk about within that barrier or where it's going to go, but it's going to be, it's going to be something. And I know a lot of people have a lot of things that they want us to uh, cover or curious about. And, you know, if, if we, ha- if you have a topic and you haven't, you know we haven't covered it yet and you really want us to cover it you can just hop on a patreon call or on a live our wednesday group chats and just ask us and we'll we'll cover it and we'll talk about it like there are no nothing saying that you can't also do that um but yeah i'm uh, i'm excited for that my pupils are fucking dilated as shit right now i don't know if you can tell they're like glossy as fuck and i feel like i'm tripping my balls off cuz uh this has been a incredible conversation it's been a lot of fun i appreciate everyone who hopped on uh amanda PMAX, max Steph, for for informing this discussion and sharing everything that you've been going through because i'm going through it as you as well and uh <laughs> i'm
1: gonna gonna enjoy this patreon call a lot i'm gonna enjoy the upcoming retreat gotta tell you because i mean as i as i often say like I said, I don't, I don't do psychedelics very often anymore because frankly, I, I don't need to. But when I do, I'm not gonna lie, there is an opening up in terms of what you can do. Uh, we talk about the accelerator pad that happens as you get out of your own way. Mushrooms just make that much easier, <laughs> just saying. Um, so if you've already gotten out of your way, all you've really done is now just dissolve the walls a bit, which makes it a little bit more easy to play. So I I just wanted to say that. But I also wanted to kind of go back to this feeling that you're having about being the mouthpiece for reality, to reality. um, You can see quite simply when you start feeling the depth of that fucking abyss that is everything that you are. And as you start witnessing it coming out of you, you can see how the slightest fear of responsibility, the slightest resistance to the idea or to the reality of being everything immediately creates a god it immediately creates a source it immediately creates something that you're downloading from instead of it being you and it's only because of the resistance to what you're feeling it's only because of how fucking massive it is that we go i couldn't be me because of our idea of ourself that's where that comes from because if it wasn't for that it would just be the experience of everything we are but you can see where it
2: comes from Yeah, because
0: there's even there's a if if you start to have an opinion of it, like I'm starting to feel an opinion of it a little bit come in because I'm very much seeing like I feel like I, I've, I haven't I've been having like five very vivid dreams every single night since the retreat yet to have a like lucid dream where it's like I am 100 percent aware that I'm dreaming. Right now, I feel like I'm dreaming. Right now, I feel like this, it's just like I'm I'm peering into a dream in a sense. Like I'm peering into reality right now. And there's no, there's like no thoughts about it. But then there's the, that fucking thing back there that's like, you're alone, motherfucker. Like this is your dream.
2: It is.
1: it's the only game in town at the end of the day when you really want to break it down people dabble in spirituality they dabble in fucking you know the ego and psychology and all that other shit and they're not even getting close to the point we're beating around the burning bush for lack of a better word and there is a whole other universe of experiences to explore if we're just willing to let go that's it So we are going to end this here. Uh, We'll continue in 15 minutes on Patreon. I do hope that you can join us. If you can't join us, do join us tomorrow. We have a free group Zoom chat every week, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can register. Just go to dualisticunity.com. Click on free events in the navigation bar. Registration is totally free, but seating is limited because, you know, We can only get, I think, about 100 people in there. And we've been getting close to that. So definitely jump on there. Register if you can't join us on Patreon. If you can join us on Patreon, this is going to be a fun talk. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you soon.
2: Bye, everyone.